We were presented by WinBet, Benny's and Team Sport, but together at WinBet, Eric Allen here at One Jets Drive, joined by the National Football League's Vice President of Broadcast Planning. That is the one, the only, Mike North. How good does it feel to finally put the 2023 NFL schedule to bed? Uh Certainly glad it's over. It was a bit of a death march there down the stretch, but uh, look, really happy with how it came out. Still kind of bracing for reactions today and tomorrow. Uh, the teams all got their schedules on Wednesday. The network partners got them Thursday morning. Uh, most of the reaction was as expected, mostly positive, but look, the only reactions that matter are the fans. So let's see what happens on Thursday night when everybody gets their schedules and gets a chance to look at them on a day like today, you know, you only see your own schedule. Then tomorrow you see everybody else's and that's when, Hey, wait a minute. I thought I was good, but now I'm not as good as I thought I was. That's when the phone starts ringing. So still, uh, still bracing for some feedback for the next 24 hours or so. Mike, at this point last year, we talked about it, and you said you have to earn your way into prime time. How did the New York Jets earn their way into prime time in 2023? Five prime time games plus the NFL's first ever Black Friday game. Yeah, look, that was a good football team last year. I know the maybe quarterback play was disappointing, but um, what rookie of the year? I mean, the, 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 it's a good football team. You certainly were going to find yourselves on national television quite a bit anyway. You just think about the schedule that you had, whether it was Philadelphia or Kansas City or any of the division opponents. Um, trading for a four-time NFL MVP, future first ballot Hall of Famer, that's another way to find yourself on the national television schedule. So, look, the Jets were, were, were going to be well represented in national windows, obviously signing Rodgers uh, kind of up the ante a little bit and maybe went from – let's say two or three to closer to five or six. And then you throw in some 425 double header games on Sunday afternoon. And yeah, there's going to be a lot of jets on national television. Uh, please, please be good. <laughs> so what was the jets watch specifically like for you, a man in your position, as far as they're tracking Aaron Rodgers throughout the off season, as I'm sure you guys were, because you have to put that schedule together. And on March 15th, what clicks maybe as far as the communications internally for you guys when he gets on the Pat McAfee show and says, my intention is to play in the National Football League in 2023, and it's to play with the Jets. Yeah, that day was, uh, hey, why don't we stop the computers for just a couple of minutes and all talk to each other. Uh, like we said, some of these 272 assets were worth, you know, this much. And if Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback, those assets might be worth this much. And certainly if you're going to play against Kansas City and we were lucky enough to get ourselves, you know, another Mahomes Rodgers game since we lost it. Right. When he had covid last year or two years ago, um, it's it's good to uh, it, it was good for us to be able to take a moment, stop, reevaluate. Um, part of this, you know, we talked about it last year. It's part art and part science, you know, the gut, the feel, the instincts, what game would I want to watch, what sounds like a football game. But there's some science to it, too. And we're trying to do some predictive analytics. Who's going to be good? Who's going to be in a playoff chase? Which of these matchups tend to produce good games? And obviously, which of these games do we think are going to generate the higher viewership for our fans? So, um the predictive analytics had to shift a little bit as the social media buzz, as everybody started talking about Rodgers to the Jets, Rodgers to the Jets. Everybody was just a little bit more interested in some of those Jets games. So 
sort of a one day stop and restart and reevaluate. And if he is going to be a jet, wouldn't it be great if we did this or that, or we can't do this now and we got to make sure we do something like that later. And then it kind of dragged on a bit, didn't it? Three yeah, weeks, sure four did. weeks. <laughs> at some point we started to wonder, Hey, if we get through draft and a deal doesn't get done, is there a chance this doesn't happen? And if it doesn't happen, should we maybe rethink some of the decisions that we'd already kind of committed to? So there was a call it a hedge you bet plan uh, if if he hadn't gotten the deal done and the, and the teams hadn't worked out the trade compensation, but grateful that they did and we were able to stay on track and maybe even push it just a little bit further when you think about, you know, the Monday night game in week one or Black Friday, like we talked about, or the two Sundays or the two Espens. There's there's an awful lot of really good Jets games. And if he stays healthy and the Jets stay relevant, I think it's going to be really good for our fans. What was your reaction Monday afternoon, three days prior to the draft, when Adam Schefter took to social media and said, hey, the trade is done. The Jets and the Packers have agreed to terms. The trade actually becomes official the next day, two days prior to the draft. Yeah, it was a definite sense of relief. Uh, and strangely enough, happened to coincide really quickly, right, with Lamar Jackson signing his deal with Baltimore. Mm -hmm. So you talk about two of the kind of open issues that we had. Um, they got wrapped up for us, I, I think, within 24 hours of each other. And, and that was great for us to be able to kind of take that trepidation away. You don't have to worry so much anymore. Now we can just really grind forward and continue on the path that we were on and, and, and try to land this plane for May 11. Why Jets Bills in week one? And also, can you talk about the significance of having a New York team host a game 22 years after 9-11? Yeah, look, obviously we knew the date on the calendar, and uh, we certainly thought it appropriate that at least one of the New York teams was playing on Monday night. We actually talked about having both of them play. I, I reached out to uh, the Jets and to the Giants, knowing that they're playing each other in week three of the preseason would they be comfortable from a football standpoint turning around and playing each other again just a couple of weeks later when it counts? Uh, and to their credit, both teams said, yep, absolutely. If that's the right thing for the league, we will do it. So we absolutely considered some schedules that had Jets-Giants as the Monday night or a week one. Um, this is probably more than you're asking, but uh, as we tried to solve the week one puzzle, um, you know, obviously Kansas City was going to play on kickoff and any Kansas City game would have been great television. There, there, there was a must-see TV right now. Um, the next two probably most interesting, you know, most likely to generate significant viewership opportunities was going to be any Dallas Cowboys game and Aaron Rodgers' first game as a Jet. And what we have in week one, as you know, is the double-double header for CBS and Fox. So they both have 425 Eastern Time double-header games. That means every fan in the country gets four games on the opening Sunday of the, of the season, what we try to do is, is balance the for CBS and Fox. You don't want anybody to be too high or too low. You want CBS and Fox to sort of split the baby in week one. If one of them was going to get Dallas, then the other one was probably going to have a tough time keeping up. And if one of them was going to get the Jets, then the other one was probably going to have a tough time keeping up. So it stood to reason for us that once you got Kansas City on kickoff, how about Dallas in one primetime window and the Jets in the other primetime window? And where we came around was talking with our friends at NBC and ESPN. You know, Dallas Giants Sunday night of week one seems to be a staple. We've definitely done that before. Um, and then with the Jets, you know, you can do Aaron Rodgers' first game 
on Monday night. He's got the whole day to himself. So you get kind of the ESPN hype machine starting in the morning with the talk shows all throughout the day with the radio and the podcast and the website and everything else just kind of pointing towards, you know, Aaron's first game as a Jet. Love the idea of like the whole country focused on that one. You do it on Sunday night and you've got eight or seven games earlier in the day and you're just kind of squeeze it in at the back end. This one, you kind of get that whole day kind of focused on his first game. What did he look like in the preseason? Did he even play in the preseason? Um, You know, I love the idea of having a New York home game and Aaron's first game. And of course, playing Josh Allen and the Bills. I mean, every division game in the AFC East now means just a little bit more. And so having one of those week one is great. And you come back with the other Bills Jets game, you know, a couple of months later, also in a national window at 425. Yeah. As a guy who works there in the city and lives around here, what do you think the environment's going to be like at MetLife? And how big of a stage is that for the Jets? And, and, and what does it say about how far they've come that they will be playing Monday Night Football standalone game against the Bills in week one? Look, every city in the country just feels bigger, feels buzzier. People are happier when the football team's good. So certainly here in New York, we got two football teams. And there was that stretch there through what, about October, mid-November, where they were both good last year. And everybody started getting excited. It reminded me of the days, whatever it was, 15, 20 years ago when we got into December. And it was pretty obvious they were both going to make the playoffs. And we started talking about, hey, what happens if they're both both hosting championship games, right? Like you do one Saturday, one Sunday, one Sunday, one Monday. I'd love for that to be a conversation again. That would be a fantastic problem for the NFL to have the Jets and Giants both being good. It's good for the NFL. It's good for our media partners. Obviously the biggest market in the country. Um, You know, the schedule makers look smarter when the Jets and Giants and Rams and Chargers and Cowboys and Bears and Niners all are playing well. Uh, that might be a little out of our hands, but uh, certainly hope to take advantage of it if we can. How about the thought process going into week two, the Jets coming off the short week, going to Dallas? Uh, were there a couple um, iterations from the computer that spit out the Jets maybe playing prime time at, at some point with Dallas or, and why was the double header window the way to go for you guys? Yeah, look to us, the Sunday afternoon double header window on CBS and Fox, the Sunday night games, the Monday night games, even the Thursday night games now on Amazon. Those are all big windows for us. Those are all good landing spots for our best games. Um, You know, we've got the Jewish holidays in there in weeks two and three. So trying to manage the Jets and Giants fans who should be home and at what time just didn't really feel right to have the Jets come off of that big Monday night game and then turn around and play a one o'clock Sunday afternoon game that might only be available in 15% of the country. What if Rodgers has a monster game and throws for 400 yards and four touchdowns and he's the biggest story in the league and then you turn around in week two and you don't get to tell that story because there's eight other games going on at the same time. So thinking about how to you know manage the stadium, manage the fans, manage the television partners and look, certainly his first couple of games are going to be unbelievably interesting. You know, Everybody's going to tune in for week one and then week two – can he keep it going? Can he rebound? Like it all depends on what he does in week one. So finding a national television home for that one as well. Uh, that Jets Dallas game was at the top of our friends at CBS's wish list, and uh, they were really happy to get it. Any thought at all as far as the Jets on Thanksgiving or even that first Black Friday slot? Yeah, certainly thought about Thanksgiving. Couldn't do Black Friday relative to, you know, the Cowboys always playing on Thursday. But um, definitely. Oh, that's right. Yeah, definitely looked at schedules where the Jets were at the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Look, Thanksgiving for, 
you know, a, a dozen years now has, has always been that Cowboys 430 Eastern time Thanksgiving game almost universally our most watched game of the season. It's just become a tradition. That's what we all do. Um, and, and, you know, you, me and nine friends could probably go play Dallas that day and 20 million people will watch um, better if somebody other than that goes in there. And we sent the Giants in there last year. Remember, at this time last year, not sure anybody was expecting much out of the Giants, right? They were off a relatively disappointing season. So having the Giants go to Dallas last season, do whatever it was, 42, 43 million viewers uh, kind of showed us, you know, we always knew there was a floor that might have showed us where the ceiling was like you could really generate a pretty significant viewership number on Thanksgiving if you're lucky enough to get a big team with a big national following and they thankfully could play a game that's decided in the final drive of the game. Like that's that's a recipe for good viewership. So we looked at Jets Dallas on Thanksgiving. We looked at Philly. Uh didn't really want to send New York back there again. I'm not sure Mr. Mara would have loved that. We talked about the Rams. We talked about Seattle. Obviously landed on Washington. Uh just felt like that Jets Dallas game could have a home where it could generate maybe a higher ceiling than, you know, taking Thanksgiving from here to here, as opposed to taking a Sunday afternoon window from here to here. So that's sort of how we ended up kind of deploying it that way. But we looked at schedules where the Jets Cowboys game was Sunday night, was Monday night, was Thanksgiving, was a Fox doubleheader, was a CBS doubleheader. It was one of those kind of, you know, five tool utility players. It, it could have gone anywhere. Uh, speaking of appealing, what about the Jets matchup with the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs in week four? In your mind, was that always the spot for it, Sunday night football? And what are your thoughts on Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes going toe-to-toe, potentially for the first time in their careers? Because there's been a couple things that have happened before where they weren't on the field playing against each other. We might see that for the very first time at MetLife Stadium. Well, we better. <laughs> um, yeah, look, that that week four, that sort of last Sunday in September, has kind of just strangely evolved into this, you know, whoops, did I lose you? No, I'm here. Oh, hang on, my computer's turning off. <laughs> Give me a second, I lost my no. picture. Uh, two seconds here, sorry. 20 I'm still here. Uh, and there we go. Hi. Good to see you again. Um, okay. I can, I can ask you it again. Good. What about week four and that enticing matchup between the Jets and the Kansas City Chiefs in your mind? Was that always going to go towards the spotlight that is Sunday Night Football? Yeah, again, it's one of those five-tool utility players. It could have gone anywhere and, and was certainly considered it in a lot of other places. But, um, you know, that was definitely a game that needed to find a home somewhere on the primetime schedule. And these last couple of years, strangely, I'm not sure it was intentional, but it's kind of like developed that way that that final Sunday in September uh, on NBC on Sunday Night Football, we've landed with a couple of really big games in there. And for whatever else NBC has going on, whether it's, you know, a college football game or a NASCAR race or I think this year they've got the Ryder Cup. Like it, it just there's a promotional engine, a marketing opportunity around that final Sunday in September. And a couple of years ago was Tom Brady's return. We did uh, Tampa Bay at New England uh, and they did that Adele song for the promo, which was pretty cool. Uh, and then last year it was Mahomes again. It was uh, Mahomes and Brady. It was Casey Tampa. Um, and just that that sort of has become almost like a high watermark for us, uh, an opportunity that kind of fourth Sunday in September, that that fourth Sunday of the season. And uh, to see Kansas City Jets kind of land right in there um, felt 
like a really good opportunity. Again, you could have done it a little earlier, but you're getting into the Jewish holidays. You get a little later, and who knows, we might be up against the Yankees postseason game, which isn't really fair to the fan in New York, so you want to try to make sure that everybody can see all the good games. You wait too long, and maybe you missed your moment, right? What if, heaven forbid, somebody got hurt or somebody's scuffing a little bit and isn't having the season you wanted? Um, So... You kind of try to guess like we all do. It's May. None of us know what the season's going to develop in in September, no less December. So that's sort of week four. Um, Hopefully all the storylines remain. And and yeah, Mahomes and Rogers on the same field together. Um, Sounds like a football game I want to watch. The Jets 2023 schedule is out now. See Aaron Rodgers and the Jets host some of the best in the National Football League, including Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, and more. Lock in your tickets at nyjets.com slash tickets. Those guys have combined for six NFL MVPs, three Super Bowl MVPs, and three championships. And they both figure to be in the running for another ring this year. That one is going to be a must-see. What about the back-to-back prime times for the Jets after the bye? You got the L.A. Chargers, Justin Herbert, Coming to MetLife, a Monday night special, and then the short week, the turnaround, and you have a Sunday night game in the Sin City. The Jets going to Vegas for the first time. Yeah, I I can't tell you uh, how many people have asked me, hey, can you tell me when that Jets Raiders game is? That That's the one everybody's kind of got circled on their calendars. And, you know, the fact that it falls in a primetime slot, man, let's make a weekend out of it. Maybe stay till Monday, call in sick. Uh, uh, love that idea. Look, those late games are – an interesting challenge for us. As you know, we play the bulk of our games Sunday at one o'clock and you've got some of those late games. And if they're not the 425 doubleheader game on CBS or Fox, then they're either in a window with another doubleheader game. So you might have, you know, Jets Vegas at 425 with making it up Cincinnati, Kansas City. Right. You know, then the Jets fans don't get to see that Bengals Chiefs game. On the alternative side, if you don't land at 425, you're going to land at 405, and then you're on the single-header network. And then in New York, yes, you could see both, but you're competing with each other, and that's probably not good for either partner either. So trying to find that right landing spot for some of those Western games now that those Western teams are so good, right? The Chargers, the Raiders, the Seahawks, the Niners, any of the New York teams, right? New York's going out to San Francisco. The Giants are going out to San Francisco. The Jets are going out to the Raiders. I mean – need to find good homes for those and and prime time does make a lot of sense is that huge for you guys from a league perspective like you're talking about the coast to coast i mean you you got the la market new york market and obviously there's our national brands especially the jets with aaron Rodgers now at this point and then the following week raiders a historic franchise paired up with the jets and their future Hall of Fame quarterback, and a team that's on the rise. You mentioned before a lot of young talent here, and Robert Sala doing very good things here in his third year. Yep, love it, love it. I mean, look, it, like I said, it, it makes the schedule makers look smart when you know teams with national followings from major media markets, really big cities, uh, are playing well and, and playing interesting and compelling and you know games with playoff implications down the stretch. Uh, We'll take all that we can. We root for all 32 equally, of course, here in the big, uh, you know, hallowed halls. But, uh, yeah, having the two New York teams competitive helps in a lot of ways, not just our national television partnerships, but also here in New York. You guys know, you know, 
most weeks, if we're not as competitive as we hoped, you're going to see Jets and Giants games both at one o'clock so that we can get that big Cincinnati, Kansas City or Philly, Dallas game or whatever it is into the market at 425. Having more of those Giants and Jets games deployed across 425 Thursday nights, Sunday nights, Monday nights should alleviate some of that one o'clock you know, conflict between Jets and Giants games so the fans in New York should be able to watch both teams every weekend. Why Black Friday for the NFL? Why was that a big step for the league? And also, can you talk about you guys selecting the Jets and the Dolphins, the two longtime division rivals, to go head-to-head? Yeah, look, Black Friday is going to be a first for us. Haven't done that before. Uh, Our friends at Amazon were really eager Um, You know, obviously it's a big retail day and they are certainly a big retail partner. So uh, that's sort of their Super Bowl. And if you think about everybody going to Amazon that day and you put a little button right next to the checkout button and like, hey, before you check out, click here. Uh, They're going to move that game in front of the paywall, so uh, you don't need Amazon Prime. All you need is an internet connection, and everybody's going to be able to watch that game. It's a, you know, there's not a lot of windows where you know you could put an NFL game that we haven't already. So that was one of them, and you know that weekend is is such a big sports weekend, right? We have such a big day on Thursday with three games on Thanksgiving. We always come back with what we hope is a really good doubleheader, a good Sunday night or a good Monday night. There's usually some really good college football on Saturday that weekend, so you know that. Friday afternoon sort of felt like a maybe an itch we could scratch something for our fans to you know have a little opportunity to go watch another big game and again it's a game that otherwise would have been deployed on a Sunday afternoon and you think about a Jets Dolphins game the historic rivalry and now with Rodgers and Tua you know that's a game it feels like more people should be able to see as opposed to in a one o'clock window and kind of landlocked if there's a Patriots game with it or an Eagles game with it or a a Browns game with it so getting that game into a national window Black Friday is going to be really fun I know Amazon's really excited about it and wanted to kind of find that right sort of divisional game maybe in year one. Those games always matter no matter when we play them. We happen to have three divisional games on Thanksgiving Thursday this year, so come back with a fourth divisional game on Black Friday. Should make for a really fun couple of days. What about the Jets' final primetime game against the Cleveland Browns, that Thursday night affair? I wanted to ask you about four short weeks for the Jets Uh, I I think that would make you smile at this point because I'm sure you've been dealing with this question from teams like Kansas City or the Packers for years. That's that's the price of being good now, right? The expectations. Now, you are going to have short weeks. Yeah, you're going to have short weeks. You're going to play in non-traditional windows. You're you're not going to play Sunday afternoon at 1 o'clock year after year. And I don't think there's any Jets fan, certainly no Jets player or coach or or uh, owner who's going to want to go back to that because, you know, generally that's indicative of, you know, uh, success still to come. So uh, the fact that, you know, the Jets were coming, they were getting better. They were right there last year. They're a good football team with a lot of good pieces. You had a four-time MVP. You you, you certainly are going to find yourself in more national television windows. The short week from Monday to Sunday – that happens all the time, right? We play Monday. We've been playing Monday night football for 50 years. You know, Monday to Sunday is a thing in this league. And generally speaking, the the data, the analytics don't really show that there's that much of an advantage uh, for a one day rest disparity. The short weeks on Thursday, you know, it's only been a few years that we've had this full season of Thursday. So uh, we're all still kind of learning. It's a limited data set, but we're keeping an eye on it. But when ownership voted last month to allow teams to play multiple short weeks like this, multiple games on a Thursday, this gives us the opportunity to put a team like the Jets, uh, a team like the Steelers, a team like the Bears, 
on two short weeks. Um, you know, still cognizant about where they are. They shouldn't be too close together and we should spread them out. We should have the bye week in there somewhere. They should get, you know, the mini bye after both Thursdays plus the full bye week. And hopefully those have been staggered, you know, in enough of a way that, you know, guys can get their rest, guys can recover. Um, and yeah, we met with our friends at Amazon this morning and, you know, one of the highlights of their schedule is seeing two Jets games on Amazon. That, that sends a pretty good message to, to, to their partners and to their advertisers. I'm not trying to stump you here, Mike, uh -oh. but the, the Jets play 10 of their first 15 games at MetLife Stadium. That's 67% <laughs> of their games. Do you think that's ever happened before? Because you yeah, got the nine home, right? you got the nine home games, and then you have the Giants game where technically the Jets are the visitor. Yeah, I mean, can't think of another time. I mean, maybe the last time the Jets and Giants played each other, and it went that way for the Giants four years ago. But uh, no, that's a look. That's one of those quirks where you know people always talk about it's a it's rotational based schedule. So you know, right now. 14 right. of your 17 games for the next, you know, 24 years until we change something. So, <laughs> you know, most of your games already. And it just so happens that, you know, we saw it last year where, you know, well, I think it was the NFC East, like you end up pairing up with divisions that maybe might be a little down and not that anybody fattens up on anybody in this league, but, you know, you, you know, the rotation now you might be running into this division when they're all really good and everybody's 500 or better. You might also be running into a division where everybody's kind of resetting and, and, and rebuilding. And um, you know, the good news at least is that it's going to be the same for everybody in the division. So to the extent that the jets are playing, you know, this division or that division, so are the dolphins, so are the Patriots, so are the bills. So you don't get that wild fluctuation. There's only three games now that are standings based. And even that kind of changes, right? Sometimes you run into a, a standings-based game that you say, hey, that team was much better than their standings last year. And other times you catch a fourth-place guy and you're like, they got really good. <laughs> or they traded for a you know, four-time MVP quarterback. So uh, there's only a couple of games that are impacted by the standings now, those ones versus ones. And the rest of them are known you know, years and years in advance. Just so happened that this one happened to coincide for the Jets uh, with a road game at MetLife against the Giants. You, you, you'd hope they take advantage of it. Yeah, it's fascinating because you got the nine home games and you're done with your home games after uh, week uh, 15 uh, or week 16 this year, I should say, because obviously you finish up with Cleveland and then New England. How about we talked about the Jets playing in primetime and being in that double header window window this year. I mean, I believe the jets are in the four o'clock hour six times. And then the, the interesting thing about the way they close, Mike, you have in December for those people who do like the one o'clock starts, it's Atlanta, one o'clock, Houston, one o'clock at Miami, one o'clock, Washington at home, one o'clock, and then at Cleveland at new England. So fans who are into the one o'clock start and want to bring their families out, you're going to be able to partake in that in December here. With an asterisk, right? That's what flexible oh, yeah. scheduling Let's is for. Oh, yeah, let's get to that, too. With an Let's asterisk. So, you know, we have certainly put an awful lot of Jets games on national television and in primetime, but there's there's still room for one more. So, you know, if you find yourself where Houston or Atlanta or Washington is maybe a little bit better than folks are projecting right now and you get to December and – 
like we said, Aaron Rodgers is throwing for 4,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. And, you know, the Jets are in the mix for the division and a, and a one seed. You know, finding one more national television game for the Jets wouldn't be, uh, uh, you know, outside the box. Wouldn't be yeah, too, so, too but, much but, outside of the question. No doubt. But as we stand here today, only one of their games could be flexed. Uh, one of their games can be flexed because they've already reached the maximum on the Thursday nights. So, go ahead. We, we don't even we don't even have flexible scheduling yet for Thursday nights. You know, ownership right. uh, discussed it, I should say, a month ago, and they may discuss it again in Minneapolis in a couple of weeks. Um, so there's there's no flex yet for Thursday. If there were to become flexible scheduling for Thursday, uh, I the Jets wouldn't be eligible to move to another Thursday. They've already got their two short weeks, but there's still room for another Jets game to move to a Sunday night. We've got flexible scheduling now for the first time for Monday night. But as you look at the schedule, I don't think the league was, you know, reckless or, or um, you know, too risky with some of those Sunday night and Monday night games uh, late in the year. We're, we're not looking to flex with any, you know, good fortune uh, the crystal ball was clear and, and the games that we chose for those primetime windows in December uh, are going to have playoff implications and we're going to keep them right where we scheduled them. But, you know, you never know. That's the way this league works. And if you find yourself with a game in primetime between two teams that just aren't having the season that they had hoped to, we're not doing them any favors by leaving them in a national window. We're not doing their fans any favors, asking them to come out at night. And we're not doing, you know, the rest of the country any favors, having this be our primetime game, especially if there's a good game sitting there, you know, at 1 o'clock or 4 o'clock on a Sunday with a bunch of other games around it that you might not be able to see it otherwise. So let's take that game out of Sunday afternoon, move it into a national window. Those teams have played their way into additional primetime exposure, and we'll take the two teams who were originally scheduled for the nighttime, and we'll move them back to Sunday afternoon. Better for them, better for their fans. All right, we were putting that in pencil. Five primetime games. Definitely the Friday, Black Friday special against the Miami Dolphins. The Jets hosting the Miami Dolphins at MetLife Stadium. Uh, how many computer iterations this year? You told me last year it was a hundred, more than a hundred thousand. Yeah, it was. It was similar. It was a little different this year. This is probably more than you care to know. But you know, with the added flexibility now, where the AFC is the road team, no longer is a by definition, a CBS game and the NFC is a road team, no longer a Fox game, you know, for decades, that's the way it worked. And so if the league wanted to take a game and move it to primetime Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night, you were literally taking it away for CBS and Fox. And that was actually a term, a takeaway. It was in the network television contracts. It was in our ownership resolutions. Like there was a limit to the number of times you could take away a game that game belonged to CBS. And if you wanted to take it away, you couldn't then take away that one or any more than this many. That's all gone now. Every game's a jump ball. Every game's a toss up. So we had a lot more options. And like we were talking about before with some of these, you know, five tool utility games, you know, to be able to consider the same game for Sunday night football, Monday night football, Thursday night football, Fox doubleheader, CBS doubleheader. That's a lot of extra grinding for the computer. That's a lot of extra nodes in the search tree. So it took a little longer for the computers to run. So the good news is the schedules that they found were better. Uh, the challenge was having to be patient and wait for them. And that's just not the way we work. So it was it was a challenge for the humans uh, to kind of like wait for the computers and you never know, oh, is this as good as I could do? Should I turn it off? No, let me wait 10 more minutes. Let me wait. Let me wait 10 more hours. Oh, geez. I, I could let them run another month. And who knows? Is there a better schedule out there? Probably, you know, define better. 
you know, take this three game road trip from this team and give it to that team or take this short week for that team and put it on that team. You know, whatever it is that somebody likes or hates about this schedule, there's going to be something that they like or hate about the next iteration. So we could have gone another month. We could have kept grinding. We could have kept looking. Um, Commissioner, to his credit, always challenging us. You never know when you're done. You never know if this is the best you could do. Hard for me to look him in the eye and tell him, you know, with absolute certainty, this was the optimal schedule. Uh, but I know it was close. I know that, you know, we hung it on the wall. We know it was the leader in the clubhouse. We threw really good, high-quality contender schedules at it. The difference this year is that those schedules looked really different. You know, most years you put a leader on the clubhouse, on the leader on the wall. Here's a contender. It's got all the same Sunday nights, all the same Monday nights. Just moved a couple of Sunday afternoons and this three-game road trip or that by. This year, those finalists, as we got down near the end, they looked wildly different. We had different kickoff games. We had wow. different Thanksgiving games. We had different Christmas games. It's really hard to compare two finalists when they look so very different. And at that point, it was really hard to say better or worse. It was really more like different flavors, chocolate or vanilla. You're going to like one. I'm going to like one. At the end of the day, only one vote matters. And uh, that guy picked this one. And uh, I think we made a real good choice. Uh, I do, too. Most of the ice creams that went against the wall, that were thrown against the wall, did they have the Jets in week one? no matter what was going on the wall. Yeah, they did. I mean, like we yeah, said, as far as prime just, time. It, it was going to be hard to balance the Sunday afternoons between CBS and Fox in the double-double header if one of them had the Jets, because then the other guy can't compete with Aaron Rodgers' first game. Or if one of them had Dallas, the other guy can't compete with that. And to put the Dallas game and the Jets game both in the 425 window meant we as fans couldn't watch them both. You right. can flip back and forth, which is fun, but but different. So we got real comfortable real quick. Kansas City for kickoff, Jets and Dallas Sunday night and Monday night, and then kind of looked at a bunch of different options in terms of which opponents, you know, Sunday or Monday. And then as it trickled down through the rest of the schedule, if you use one of your Sunday nights here, you only get more, one more Sunday night. So if you're the Jets and you want to play that KC Jets game in week four, should NBC be out of both of their Jets? By the end of September, what if Rodgers is a great big story and the Jets are eight and two? NBC would love another shot at that. So trying to satisfy, you know, our own personal preferences in terms of the flavor and the network partners needs across all 17 weeks. And again, more than anything, competitive fairness, all those schedules that went up against the contender, the vast majority of them died for competitive issues, whether it was just that three-game road trip is too onerous or that's a Monday, Sunday, Thursday sequence for this team or they've got to play a three-game road trip, that happens, but that three-game road trip happens to include a cross-country trip in it. Maybe that's not the way to do it. So most of the schedules, when they have to die, they, they die for team issues as opposed to for TV issues. You have strong relationships throughout the league. Inside this building. Depends. I'll let you know tomorrow. <laughs> Inside this building. What was the reaction when you made the call here this week and you told the Jets staffers of the schedule? What was the reaction? Yeah, the, 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 the Jets call was one of those good ones. Um, I, I, I tend to try to take the ones where I know somebody might be a little disappointed. Uh, I don't want anybody else on the team to get screamed at if, if you know, at the end of the day, I'm the guy pushing the button. So uh, I'll take most of the calls where I'm, I'm bracing for somebody's negative reaction. Every now and then I like to take one where I know somebody's going to be happy. So uh, really excited to call Jaime and uh, Brian Mulligan and uh, set it all up. And, you know, they knew a couple of things already. We started this breadcrumb approach. So they knew the Black Friday game. Uh, the Internet might have gotten a hold of maybe one or two of their other games. Um, but to be able to give them a call and, and, and give them 
really what amounts to such good news, right? Everybody, you know, those guys, they live and breathe, you know, every Sunday, they live and die every Sunday. And it's, it's hard, you know, year after year, um, you know, to be chasing and chasing and chasing and not quite getting there and to feel like you're that close, to feel like you made a move that was really going to be a difference maker. And then to see the league office react to it accordingly and reward, you know, not just that move, but your success from last year and some of the other roster building that you've done. Uh, I think they were really excited. I think we're pretty excited. And look, out of our hands, we'll see what happens once the season starts. But as we sit here on May 11th, feel really good about this schedule and feel really good about the Jets' uh, contributions to this schedule. Well said. Well, Mike North, the Jets were only a matinee show last year, but they will be a primetime act five times in 2023 and a Black Friday special as well. We enjoyed it. We always like catching up with you. Make sure you get some sleep and some rest this weekend. I know it's been a stressful time, but no, all it's good. always thrilled fun. to be a and part I... of it. You know, unbelievably grateful that, you know, they still let me in the building, no less <laughs> get to, you know, play a role in such an important project that, you know, everybody's so excited about. I mean, you and I have been doing this long enough to know schedule used to come out kind of middle of April with, with no pomp and circumstance. Yeah. You get a call on Wednesday, like, Hey, it's coming out tomorrow. And like, okay, you take the schedule and away you go. Now you see kind of the social media arms race where everybody's doing something and everybody's got their, you know, team parties and and you could really make an event out of it, which is awesome. And I, I love that people care. Uh, I love that they're so interested and unbelievably grateful for the team that we have here. Ani Bose, Blake Jones, Charlotte Carey, Lucy Popko, working with Howard Katz, Hans Schroeder, Brian Rolap. I mean, these people have been living and breathing this process for 14 weeks and really, really challenging each other uh, to find that magical, mythical, perfect schedule. Um, I, I'm not sure we did, but I, I hope we're close. And now it's kind of up to the guys on the field. And uh, I hope everybody stays healthy. And I, I hope everybody's 8-8 uh, eight and eight going into week 18 and, and still in a playoff chase. Well, we hope to see you week one at MetLife Stadium. I'll be there. Jets, Bills, Monday Night Football. Mike North, Vice President of Broadcast Planning for the National Football League. Have a good one. Thank you. Appreciate it.